Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Just climb down, baby. Per capita export value. Libraries. Are you embarrassed by your behavior today? There's a lot of bleeding hearts around. Do you have the fortitude or the gonads to stand up and come across here and say that to me, you son of a bitch? Just watch me. He certainly went too far, Mr. Speaker, when he st- I saw him stick his tongue out. Contemptuous disregard. More than a slab of bacon talking here. The disappointment you also feel is my responsibility. I lost my temper. What is the nature of your thoughts? The word was F-A-R-T. Hello and welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring. My name is Reese and with me is the infatigable Jesse Harley. I'm always awake. (laughs) (laughs) He will not get tired. 24 hours a day. Even if he runs really fast for a long time. (laughs) Like 20 minutes. Yep. It's uh, it's a medical mystery. Nobody understands it. Uh, this this show is not about that. This show is Canadian politics boring for those who've never listened before. A uh, it's 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 like other political commentary, but with dick jokes and <laughs> two people who just talk shit. So basically, Reese here is a Welsh immigrant, and he thought it'd be very funny to do a political Canadian satire podcast. And he, I'm learning. And he, he called me up and said, let's do a, a, sat, a satirical, satirical Canadian political podcast. And I'm like, no, Canadian politics is boring. And he thought that was fucking funny. So the whole show is him teaching me, a Canadian, about my own country system. Hold on. The pen I put underneath of his laptop is wobbly, so he can't type. Yeah, Jesse, you, you, you was like, look at this. I'm going to put a pen under your laptop. Yeah, I'm doing so much it's like so the that, worst. No, because it was like it, the fan was going anyway. like it was a fucking NASCAR uh, engine 
Is that a right is jet that, engine? That's so, it. Not a NASCAR engine. I don't think this is a type of engine. It is. Well, it's NASCARs and they have engines. So I have a theory as to the Anaganish thing. What Anaganish thing? <coughs> oh, yeah. So no one. What Anaganish thing? No one responded. No we've one had, responded. We've had so, over 2,300 listens in the past few weeks in Anaganish alone. But they don't give a shit about email. <laughs> nobody emailed us. Nobody sent us a speak pipe. And I have a sneaking suspicion of what's going on. I don't think anyone in Anaganish is listening. I think, because we're doing a campaign in the States right now, we're doing this huge campaign in the States, and if you look at our demographics, the numbers- Hello, Americans. Hello, Americans. Uh, If you look at the the statistics, our numbers in America aren't growing, like at all, or barely at all, but Antigonish is blowing through the roof. (laughs) So I think the wires got crossed somewhere in the reporting of of where our listeners are coming from. I think think everybody in the States is being reported as being from Antigonish for some reason. I mean, there's a good chance, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. If you are from Antigonish and you're hearing this, and you're like, "No, no, me and me and everyone else in the town did listen." Yeah, it's like, "Oh, our our teacher told us to do this. It's been an assignment or something like that." If that is the case, and our tantalizing offer of a free T-shirt and or Tim Hortons gift card wasn't fucking enough for you, well, do you know what? No one, <laughs> what, what disappoints me is nobody even bothered to lie for a free T-shirt, right? And I was, what could it, let's up I was the gonna, ante. I was going to get us. To, we'll sign the T-shirt with Sharpies. Let's let's up the ante. We'll draw a little dick. Okay, so let's we'll take the T-shirt. We'll both sign it. We'll draw, draw little, we'll draw a dick each on it. Yeah. Okay, a dick on the front, a dick on the back, and we'll put in uh, a twenty dollars Tim Hortons gift card as on. No, 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 no. I will just smush in an envelope twenty Timbits. Perfect. Way better. Mash it into. The yeah, t- mash it into the. Okay, into the shirt. Into the shirt. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. I mean. So it's a Welsh thing that doesn't sound very appealing to us Canadians, but sure, we'll take it. Uh, so, yeah, so there you go. 20 Timbuts mashed into a signed with with Dick's T-shirt just for the first fucking person from Antigonish to explain to us <laughs> what the fuck is happening. OK, we've got the ante. There yeah, it is, yeah, guys. There we go. There we Come go. on. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. Yep. yep. Do you want to, we had a speak pipe. We had a speak pipe. So we did an episode. Oh, speaking of which, uh, I want to apologize to everyone who has left us speak pipes. We do listen to every single one of them. We are very appreciative of them. If we Jesse, haven't played, Jesse texts me immediately to go, <laughs> we got a speak pipe. If we didn't play yours, I'm really sorry. We've we've forgotten which one we've which ones we've played and which ones we haven't. Uh, but please don't yeah. please continue to send us and we will do our best. Uh, to to play even more if we can. So this one was from Ruth Ellen Brousseau episode. Um, somebody took a listen and uh, they actually had met her. And this is what this is what they said. Hi, um, I just wanted to leave a message. Uh, I know Ruth. Uh, she was uh, an MP in my area, and I met her when she very first got uh, elected. And she is even better than you guys explained in the story she is very involved in a lot of community things and she is someone who really really cares about her area and uh yeah so uh i did send her a link to the podcast you guys did and i hope that you guys can talk to her more because she is a really inspiring woman so have a great day which is nice that was so nice thank you so much for leaving that that message for us uh how nice! What? What? How? I, you know what? I'd do, actually do, like to have Ruth on the show if she would. Do, 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 do you know what I like? Is we always make fun of politicians on this show. It's kind of why we exist. Yes, and it's always it's nice to go. Oh, do you know what? There are decent, nice people out there, and we've stumbled on one from this story with this cool kind of backstory to how they got into politics. Yeah, but also what I like is the fact that she kind of accidentally got into politics 
which which makes me think that that's why she's doing such a good job and she's nice is because she's not she wasn't born power hungry. Now I know she avoids the media. I don't know if she still avoids the media. She did when she got into power. Um, but anyway, she, if Ruth, yeah. if you're listening, uh, we'd we'd love to have you on the show. Yeah, yeah thank if you. You want to reach out to Ruth on our behalf? She did. That's what she said. She sent the episode to Ruth. Oh. Well, if you want to send You're this already, episode... Thanks for already doing yeah. what Jesse said. <laughs> if you want to send this episode to Ruth, uh, Ruth, if you'd like to be on the show, please email us at canadianpoliticsisboring at gmail.com. And we'd love to have you on. Jesse. I will, I'll, we'll only make fun of you a little bit. Yeah, only a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. Only a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the time when we interviewed the leader of the Green Party, Alberta, and you said <laughs> to him, your tagline should be, what have we got to lose? <laughs> Vote green. <laughs> We know where you live. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. Jordan so, Wilk is great. Have you ever been to Moose Jaw? I have not. Moose Jaw. Hang on. Give me a reason. Sell map? it. I, I usually look at things on the map, but I didn't look at Moose Jaw on the map. Where is it? Moose Jaw. Moose Jaw. It's kind of... I know it's in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Just outside of Regina. Kind of a small town. Um, Now... Do you know much about Moose Jaw, even though you haven't been there? Not a thing. Moose Jaw yes. has uh-huh. secret tunnels under it. <gasps> kind of like Halifax. Except they're not secret anymore. They were secret. You know the secret tunnels around underneath yeah, yeah, Halifax, yeah. right? Secret- like they're all over the fucking place. And some are accessible, some aren't. Is it kind of like that? It is, but these ones have a much more interesting story. I'm all ears. This is... Okay. I like secret. I think Jesse's a secret tunnel person. I've been I've been bugging Reese lately for for giving uh, me he's got a teacher. just straight up educational political shows where I'm like this is a fucking well th- this one I'm in- like this is that I'm like okay this this, is, this one involves this, this is paying off my bugging you is paying off me holding your feet to the fire finding interesting <laughs> shit see tell me it wasn't working all right fine tell this, me about these secret tunnels this one involves show. gangsters and people hiding for their lives so it's quite they're quite good tunnels all right so. Right now, there's a there's a museum you can actually go and visit the tunnels. But they were there was a time when they were secret. So apparently, the tunnels were initially built for to to have power and heating running between the buildings in like the main moose jaw kind of area. The, sorry, what? Was it because they're really cold? Like yeah, because it's a very cold place. They had underground tunnels, and the yeah. idea was that they were a passage built under. Uh, the ground to carry utility lines such as electricity, steam, water supplies, and sewer pipes. Carry steam? Yes. To carry steam? Or like to eject steam from something that creates steam. You know, like... Oh, to let it out. Heat in and everything. Not to to transport steam. Well, yeah, in a pipe to get, to To, pipe the steam out. Okay. I thought you meant to, I thought like you were utilizing steam in some weird sort of techno steam works. Oh no, it was from the boilers to keep things warm. So apparently the the steam engineer, the early steam engineers were doing it to... um, What year was this, by the way? Oh, well, this this kind of goes back to the, the, the beginning of the 20th century. Okay. So so the, the the steam engineers maintained the boilers and used the tunnels because um, when they would go from building to building to do boiler maintenance, it was the extreme cold weather there. It was to kind of like... Well, how cold did it get? Well, it was, it was Saskatchewan. Enough said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking cold, Jesse. <laughs> colder than deep space. I think that's their 
Comet scope. official slogan <laughs> for Moose Moose it's colder than deep space. Comets fly past Saskatchewan to warm their hands. I was talking about city slogans with someone recently, and we live in Halifax, and, and we're surrounded. We're in HRM, Halifax Regional Municipality, and it's a bunch of cities like Dartmouth and Bedford and Sackville. And we were talking about Bedford. I was like, I think I know what Bedford's slogan is. It's, it's city slogan. It's just Bedford. It's Bedford. Just, I think that's... It's Bedford. It's Bedford. I love I love town slogans. <laughs> Bedford. Uh, it's these, Bedford. I love when you get like a really shit town and the tagline is something like, life doesn't get better than this. <laughs> Just, yeah, and then I, I almost want to write in pen, despite the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> but do you, do you like... I came up with that. Do you like that, that city it's slogan? It's Bedford. It's Bedford. As someone who lives near, it's Bedford. Bedford. It's Bedford. Yeah. It used to be famous for Volvo driving people, and now it's one of the most multicultural parts of the whole city. Is interesting. Bedford? Yeah. Really? Honestly, a lot of new Canadians are setting up shop in maybe, Bedford. Maybe it's because it's the only reasonably priced f- f- affordable housing and rent in HRM. It's also the, one of the few places they're building en masse, and there is space for anyone. Right. As an immigrant, I'm surrounded by other immigrants. It's quite nice. Can we say it together? Bedford, it's Bedford? Like it's a, like it's a okay. slogan? Three, two, one. Bedford. Bedford. It's Bedford. Bedford. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> okay. I feel like we so do- Moose Jaw, it's colder than outer space? <laughs> Is that what you... No, no, just, it's just it. So anyway, the engineers, it meant the engineers could go between buildings and fix things and do stuff without... Not just residential, but like... Yeah, yeah. You know, like in Australia, there are some towns that are underground because it's too hot. Fuck no. What? There are no. Pe- people who live underground in the, in the what sun. What the fuck are you talking about? It's too hot to go up above the ground in some parts of Australia. What the fuck? You say this as if this is common knowledge. I've never heard of this. This is blowing my mind. It's almost like Luke Skywalker's house kind of thing where this is all underground. What? Because it's cool underground. Uh, yeah, no, I get that concept. I've never heard of this ever. Well, it's like the opposite. It's cold in Saskatchewan. They built the stuff underground so they didn't have to go above the top. I want to talk about Australia now. Uh, go and research or read a book. I don't know. Go, watch, yes. go and Google it. You just have to... When you go home... Convince a friend to start it in Australia is boring. <laughs> and then have them do all the research for Australia is not boring. No, I know. Neither is Canada. That's the point. Everything <laughs> wants to kill you in Australia. That's a good name for a podcast. That would be good. We have to live underground because it's too hot. <laughs> and everything wants to kill us. <laughs> and there are snakes. Okay, so... so the, I keep distracting. So, so these... Uh, the original passageways ran from the train station to the Maple Leaf Hotel and under the main street. But they were abandoned uh, in 1908. Why? Because they, I guess, the, they were, didn't need to use them anymore as much. It's still fucking cold. Still cold, but I guess technology changed. Maybe. Uh, okay, they so wouldn't they didn't, need it anymore. They, they so didn't they need would, to do maintenance would, that much. So they only would have been known by um, like a small number of engineers in the town, and then also they were forgotten about. But then what happened is in the early twenties, my guess, my guess is that the technology progressed to the point where they didn't need to be maintenance that often, and yeah therefore didn't need to be using them on a daily basis sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I guess. I don't want to know. I'm just up using cool time. Well, it's like I used to have to plug, you know, uh, plug my computer into the f- the phone port and use a modem to dial up. But now I've got Wi-Fi. <laughs> so it, technology changes. That's my right. point. Thanks, Rince. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, but then what happened was there was a huge wave of Chinese immigration to Moose Jaw. Um, That's interesting. Why? Uh, and it was, pe- poverty was like rife in China, and people came to Canada for a better life. Sure. Um, why Moose Jaw in particular? Well, because they were building the railroads uh, and everything. Oh, so work, right. Um, so they were employed as servants, railroad workers, miners, laundry workers. A lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of them died. And also this making was... The, making the, the Trans-Canadian Railway. 
Exactly. And, and also Very the, sad story. There was also um, what was at the time was called the Yellow Peril, which was like a backlash in the press and in Canadian society against Chinese immigration. Remember we did the episode on the Chinese head tax? Yeah. So, um, but because of their low wages, a lot of them couldn't pay that tax. Some of them had smuggled their family over. There was a lot of anti-Chinese sentiment in Moose Jaw at the time. Um, and often there was uh, racism and people were attacked and killed in Moose Jaw. Jesus, man. So, fucking... Well, the tunnels became a place for them to hide. <gasps> what? So when things flared up, or if people wanted to move around, like if there was like a fucking lynch mob, what if yeah, the pe- or people something? openly just like being racist and attacking them in the street? It was a way for them to live and move around Moose Jaw. Live and they stay. lived underground. Um, temporarily, my understanding is from this, but also it kept them warm in the winter because the the boilers were still down there and everything. Yeah, but didn't they have a place to to live? Well, they they did, but a lot of them were very poor. And some of them had, again, like smuggled them, living semi-legally in the country. So they maybe they're living in housing that, it, like they're, they're, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, squatting. They're squatting in houses because they couldn't officially get a place of their own. So like they're living in housing that has no electricity or power or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. That. But the tunnels were warm. Right. Not many people knew about them anymore. And you could like move around and be safe and be with other people from your community at least and I mean, it's not. That's really fucking cool and really fucking sad at the same time. It's awful. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But like, also really cool. Like, it's it's hard. It's hard because like it's really sad, but like also kind of cool. Like just <laughs> hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. So, but then that kind of what was called the Chinese era of the tunnels was then eventually replaced by the Prohibition era of the tunnels. Ooh. So. Okay. There's a direct railroad between. When was Prohibition again? It was the 20s, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. And, like, it was it was illegal to manufacture and sell alcohol in the U.S., still legal in Canada. At right. The time. Right. And. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was a direct rail line. We did a, we did an episode with... Um, the Rum Runners and with um, your friend from the cocktail man, Dave Cocktails. Dave Cocktails. Yeah, youtube.com forward slash Dave Cocktails. Yep. 
His name was Greg. Greg. That's <laughs> his, it, Greg. His YouTube channel is How to Drink. That was the one. It's great. I was 90% right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. But we talked about prohibition. We did. In, we, through Canada and the States. Yeah. Um, so because there was a railroad line that ran directly from Chicago to Moose Jaw, it was the perfect place. But also... It was the perfect place to smuggle booze onto the train into Chicago. And right? that, Moose Jaw... Because Canada was legal. Yeah, yeah. And Moose Jaw had a corrupt police force. Excellent. So it was great. Um... And apparently, some there are claims, lots of people claim this is true, other people say it is not true. They say that Al Capone used to come and lie low in Moose Jaw when the heat was on. That's fucking cool. But no, there's, there's no confirmation. There's people who like to tell that story. Um, so, uh, but even before then, Moose, even before the railroad was, was built, Moose Jaw already had a reputation for illegal kind of alcohol brewing and gambling. It was seen as kind of like a bit of a sin town where you could go and have a good time and, you know, get drunk. In Moose Jaw? Yeah. All right. That's kind of cool. The uh, the Vegas of... The Vegas of Canada. Saskatchewan's Vegas. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tagline. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's better than it's colder than outer space. Exactly. <laughs> so, so it meant that you could, because there were tunnels running from the train station to other parts of the town, yeah. like the hotel and everything, it was really easy for people to transport liquor all the way through those tunnels so i mean okay the cops are corrupt so they obviously knew this was happening they just couldn't let people do it in the streets sort of thing yeah and also people were gambling in the tunnels in the how wide how big were these tunnels i don't know (laughs) people crouched over trying to play poker right like Like, some mobster in a new suit with a cigar yeah, like, by the blackjack table yeah. over over there by the that Hit dirty. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me. I'm just going to go and stretch my legs. I can't feel them because I've been crouching down for three hours. I want to visit these tunnels. Do they still exist? Are they? You can go. There's a museum. Yeah. What? Moose Jaw. Which this, is a, this is brought to you by Visit Moose Jaw. Kind of thing. Um, so Walter, Walter Johnson, who was... We the, should reach out, get them to sponsor us. Well, Walter Johnson, the police chief, made a small fortune from the amount of hush money he was paid by gangsters. Okay. Wow. Um, and apparently the, yeah, so the Moose Jaw was, had kept the alcohol flow into Chicago. Um, and yeah, they had casinos and clubs and there were even brothels eventually in the tunnels or linked to the tunnels. Brothels? Yeah. In the tunnels? T- sex. Again, sex. how big are these fucking tunnels? Sounds like a, um, like a, uh, an experimental electronic band, Sex Tunnel. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Kind of like, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sort of shit you listened to as a teen, yeah. Did you hear the new album from Sex Tunnel? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and uh, so th- there's no proof that... It's what, it's what, I feel like that's what like a, a young teenage boy would call like a woman's private parts. Just like, <laughs> sex Tunnel. Sex Tunnel. I'm going to get with her Sex Tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... Um, Moose Jaw became known as Little Chicago and there were eyewitness sightings of Al Capone, but there was, there was no... Um, in no confidence. No Instagram. <laughs> There's no, no Instagram yeah. to prove. No TMZ. It. There are no stories that were posted. Anyway, um, and the two people who worked for Al Capone or claimed to work for Al Capone were there. Um, and one of them claimed one claimed to have been Al Capone's barber when he was in town, and the other one claimed to be his paper boy. But I don't remember people having private paper boys. So Yeah, that'd be weird. You <laughs> you're my paper boy. What do you want me to do? I don't know, just stand around me. Shouting the name of the headline. <laughs> <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it. You're too, you're too close. Real quick. Yeah. Stand over there. <laughs> like, are you going to buy a paper? Maybe. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Just carry on. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> we got enough money. Exactly. I, want, I want rich people to do more weird shit. I've talked about that before. <laughs> but also as well, the uh, parts of the tunnels were too small to be used for effectively. No, yeah, no kidding. For a brothel and a casino. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, so th- this this uh, this uh, st- is a uh, is a. How do I get to Third Street? I'm new into these tunnels. <laughs> well, you you go around that blackjack table there, step over that couple fucking on the floor there, make a right at the end, and you're there. But but what happened was you found that the tunnel some of the tunnels were too small, so that they were using small children to relay messages of warning that there was going to be a raid or something was going to happen. Oh wow! And you, there's a there's a there's a kind of a I found a from a, a book called Red Lights on the Prairies okay. uh, by James Gray. He interviewed someone called Lawrence Mullin, who was born in 1910. Um, and uh, in 1919, the city was kind of famous for the high rolling lifestyle. And he, um, this is just after the First World War. Mm. And Mullin was a little boy. And these are some of his recollections as a little boy in Bustio. So he said, uh, um, his home was on the North Hill, a long way in time and distance from the haunts of his youth. Down there on the river, us boys were reigning supreme. They were all good to us. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. I feel like this could be an audio drama. Can you slow it down and add in some atmosphere like rain and uh, and maybe just like a little bit of music, just atmospheric music? Okay. okay. Down there on the river, us boys were reigning supreme. They were good to us. Dad, he liked to play poker and he gambled. He was involved in this. Anyway, these men were bringing booze in from down east on the railroad. They had this tunnel across from the CPR station. And they said to Dad, them little Chinese tunnels are so small, they can only wiggle through them with certain things. That'd be good connections for communicating. If only we had someone that could travel through them. Dad says, oh, my boy can do that easily. Oh, jeez. So he was 11 years old, and he was the first of, of five boys recruited as a tunnel crawler. Daddy, I'm stuck. So he would hang out at a newspaper stand on River Street, and then the police chief would, would ride up on his horse to buy a newspaper and would whisper to him, storm coming tonight. <laughs> So as soon as the chief was gone, he'd run up to River Street and then he'd go downstairs and he'd knock on the door and then um, they, then he'd go down through into the basement where people were playing poker, which was connected to the to the tunnels. And then he'd say storm tonight and then everything would be disappeared through the tunnels and like people would like pass messages through the smaller parts. Um, and then he would crawl through a series of tunnels, passaging, passing the messages on to several more boys in other tunnels before working his way back up to the street. And he'd earn like 25 cents for that. That's amazing. So all, all the brothels, they'd like, I don't know. The, the That's work, amazing. Sex workers would hide in a closet and all this kind of stuff. It's like, I don't know, I'm part of the Canadian television film industry and like we make crap for movies. We just do. It's just a thing we do. We try to emulate Hollywood and I don't know why because we're not good at it. But like, if we were to make movies about stuff like this, about our own, you know, like, what stuff that happened, but like cool shit like that, that's an amazing story from the perspective of a 10 year old boy. Sure. During like, yeah. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Too cool. So I, I realized uh, I wasn't, uh, I'm anyway, I've, Continue. Sorry, <laughs> that's just an old side rant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I love this. This quote is weird. So basically, then he 
he has, even though Chief Johnson was like wildly corrupt, made a fortune on the side, he's really sympathetic. This Mullen, who was a 10-year-old boy at the time, this is what he said about the police chief. There's a man that nobody understood. They persecute him now, and they're all wrong. He's one of the nicest men I've ever met. I understand how perfectly... I understand now perfectly what he was going through. He was riding the fence like Sweden during the war. <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, you know, they had a brothel, which is like, yeah, that's, you know, morally iffy. And then they had a casino and they were rum running. Like, but like, he could have just been like all for the people. Like, hey, yeah, this shit this shit, should, should well, be Everyone illegal. was making money off it. The kids were making 25 cents. Right. It's good for, for the economy. It's you good, know, yeah, like they, they creating jobs. He was probably just like- They were buying panty whistles and moon pie. Yeah, he probably just like didn't see a problem with it and no. wanted to keep it going, right? He also, was, yeah, he was just like, hey, this, the town's booming. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was said, his name? Uh, Chief Johnson. Chief Johnson. That's yeah. an unfortunately boring name. Um, right. And yeah, and so he remembers it as a very happy childhood working with gangsters and prostitutes and gamblers. Very cool. And a corrupt police chief. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the Moose Jaw Tunnels. I, I look forward to the little audio drama that you're going to put together. Am I? I, I hope. I, well, I mean, you said you were going to do the sound effects and music and whatnot for like the... <laughs> I said, I said I, you said when they were raining supreme, I just heard rain. And so that's why I said like the rain sound effect, but that clearly... So I've got to make it sound a tunnel. like the sound of supreme. <laughs> you have to make it sound like a tunnel of a brothel in a casino and people have footsteps <laughs> in the dirt and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, just an echo. Yeah, exactly. It's an echo. Perfect. There yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah, that was uh, good. So thanks, special friends. This is not a special friends. This is a, a full episode. Oh no, this isn't. A, this is a full episode. Yeah. Well, the, everyone's Reese. special, just not a special. It's <laughs> just not a special. If you'd like to become a special friends, yeah, go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com. You'll find the link to Patreon. You can buy merchandise. You can uh, leave reviews. You can leave voicemail messages on our website too. If you don't like we, speak pipe, we just had an amazing patron episode about how. Uh, our one of our old pals, Diefenbaker, uh, forgot his own wife, and not in the sad way, like in a in a kind of a mean way. Mean way, yeah. yeah. And it was a, it's a he really edited good, her from history. Yeah, it's kind of it's a really good episode. If you want to go check it out, we'd love your support. Uh, and and yeah, if you join and you like, you know what, these fuckers aren't giving us enough. Write us. We we listen to everything you say uh, as our patrons. And like, if you were like, yeah, I want like a free episode and a backdrop. Like, fucking okay, maybe. You know. Also, I'd really, really, really like it if um, some if if you if you like the show and you've been listening for a while and you can't support the show financially and you don't want to buy merchandise, be a patron and join the League of Special Friends. I've just sold it. What um, are you doing? No, but if you can't do that, <laughs> the very the very least you can do is give us a review. Okay, and by that I mean bad. a good one. <laughs> we do it. We we do appreciate that. Honestly. Yeah, it does help. And it helps also, a lot. And yeah, so good. So uh, and just to just a re uh, just a, a bounce back to the first of the episode, Anaganish listeners. If this is true, if you are an Anaganish and you know what's happening, if it's a school thing, if you just like all your friends are talking about, it, we don't fucking know. We don't fucking know what's happening. We've upped the ante. Yeah. Signed. Signed T-shirt, Canadian politics is boring T-shirt by both of us with dicks drawn on it and twenty tin boots just mashed into the package for some reason. Reese thinks it's a good idea, and I'm going to go <laughs> buy them today. So if you don't hurry up, they're going to be stale. Yeah, fucking just so, send us a speak pipe or send us an email, and uh, and yeah, there you go. Cool, just fucking right. do it. Jesus so, Christ. Bye everyone. Bye everybody. We love you. See you soon. Stay safe. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it, no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. 